Hello, good evening and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It is me, Rich, and I am here with Martin. Kevin will be joining us shortly. We've got comments flying in already. The week has been dragging. Uh, Martin, we've been chatting about that backstage and we can't wait until Sunday, can we? Oh, this week just feels like a snail. (laughs) It's literally dragging. Like, I've been in college and I'm literally just sitting there thinking, I wonder what the score will be on Sunday. Like, I put all scenarios in my head of, like, if we win, yeah, we have. But then if we lose, oh, I need Tottenham to lose. Then I need Brentford to lose. <laughs> and if we draw, I still need the other two to draw or lose. Everything was just going through my head. I know, mate. It's 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 mad. It's just, it feels so long ago that it was Liverpool. Um, and it still feels long that we're playing because half for Sunday, I mean, not really any football tomorrow. It's just, it's just, let's just get the game. I'm sure the players, I'm sure that the players will be absolutely chomping at the bit to get this game out of the way, won't they? And get, get, get it won and get us into, I mean, it'd be amazing to get Europe, but, but top seven finish would just be incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, considering where we were on the Gerrard, and then when Unai came, the objective, I'd imagine, would have been just, you know, get the top half and we'd probably be happy enough with that. But he's basically just done us one better. And here we are now, one game away, Conference League. I don't care if it's a tour tier of European Cups. It's still a European competition. It's still a competition where there's some good sides that'll play. And it's just... Like, I'm lost for words because in my age, we've obviously not seen Villa play now in the European competition for 12 years. But I've never, like, gone to experience a European game for Aston Villa. And I'd love to see the atmosphere of Villa Park and a European night, the atmosphere of Villa, or sorry, of Aston Villa away fans when they're gone to, you know, say, like, Prague or Juventus, if they're the teams that are being mentioned at the minute. It'd just be unbelievable to experience that as a Villa fan. Absolutely, mate. And um, I mean, I remember I remember kind of going to see us against Deportivo La Coruña. Um, I remember, obviously, you know, into Milan, some of the nights that we had against them, uh, mm. sort of late, late 80s, early 90s, or I think it was 1990, 89-90 season, then later on from there, 93, 94, mate, I think it was. And then, what was probably my favourite game that I talk about all the time, uh, Stan Collymore's goal against Atletico Madrid. So, yeah, I mean, there's been some amazing nights at Villa Park and I'm sure some that the, 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 the watchers, the viewers and the listeners all, all, all reminisce about. And, yeah, it, it's almost going to be to well, at least one generation of Villa fans you know, fingers mm. crossed, European football, and if not this season, and certainly seasons to come that, that are going to experience it. So, look, it, it, it'll be amazing, you know, if we get that win um, and, um, and and get that achievement. Um, we'll, we'll go, obviously, going to go through the game, um, the preview in the game on Sunday, talk about Brighton's players, talk a little bit about Villas. You know, obviously, there's been some injury, injury concern this week. Um, We'll go over some stats. Um, we'll get obviously predicted lineups, predicted scores. So, all the usual stuff. Um, 
and I've got loads of comments coming in. I will come to them shortly. Just usual housekeeping. We are 18 subscribers away from 1,500. Um, sorry, that's the wrong. That's the wrong one. We're on 1,400. Oh. We're on 1,482 subscribers. So only 18 away. So if you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button. The least you could do is give us a like, though. So please hit that like button. Help us spread the word of the channel. If you do want to become a member, then for just $1.99 a month, then please hit the join button or hit the dollar sign in the bottom right and follow the instructions. And if you want to leave a super chat make sure to make sure your comments read and help support the channel, then, then please do. It's much, much, much appreciated. So let's get into it. Michael is in the house. Um, in a few days, Villa play their biggest game since the playoff finals. This game is huge because if we win, we get to compete in European football and the value of our club goes up and we become a more attractive destination for possible signings, plus in terms of revenue, but in perception and standing. Um, absolutely, Matt, I can't disagree. It's just, you know, what it will bring to the club, you know, obviously big, looking to extend the ground, the signings we might be able to make, just the momentum that it gives. We've seen what momentum gave to Newcastle this season. You know, what kind of momentum is that going to give to us, Martin? It's, you know, the sky is, is not even the limit. There's footsteps in the moon. So that's, it goes way beyond that. Like now, because we're not like some clubs who want to build a new stadium altogether and then are in financial ruins. No, we're just expanding our stadium bit by bit. And I think that's the smartest thing to do in terms of cost and then potential signings. You know, big names are being linked now because of, you know, because we're, potentially might get a European place. And that's that's a big factor, you know, with European football for some of these players. Like, you know, say if it was an us or a Tottenham battling for a player and we're the ones who've won European football, you're going to Aston Villa to play European football. Exactly. It, it, it's and, and and to work under Unai Emery as well. Let's not forget, you know, he he carries a lot of a lot of weight. Um, I must get through these. So, yeah, despite the lack of success and constant media brainwashing of the so-called Big Six, it's testament to Aston Villa that we can still command full houses. Yet every other week, passionate fan base, the giant of Aston Villa has been asleep for too long. As we approach our final game, the giant has awoken. And regardless of the score this Sunday, it will not be going back to sleep. Michael, they get, they get that in the dressing room, mate. That is amazing. Um, mm. Black rooms in the house. Up the Villa, lads. Absolutely, mate. Thank you for joining. Gary, hi, everyone. Nervy weekend coming up. Yes. Adamski, good day, lads. Yep, happy, happy, uh, was it good morning in Australia? So thanks a lot, Adamski. <laughs> Rachel's in the house. Good evening, Rachel. Supi Mark. Wah, big echoes. Uh, and Duncan, evening. Good evening, mate. Watsi, evening, guys. We all follow the villa. Absolutely, mate. Um, we'll come on to Duncan's comment there later on, just regarding the teams. Man with the golden gun, good to see you, lads. My anxiety is doing backflips. Just can't <laughs> wait for it up the villa. Um, parallels between 91-92 season, big runs first season, finished seventh that year and should have won the league the season after. Maybe Jeez, imagine that. Better next year. Yeah. Happy Rotterdam Day all, says Michael. So that's the on this mm -hmm. day. Oh, yeah. it must be. Yeah, it must be. And it is. And Peter it is. with. Mm. <laughs> uh, evening, Mark. Good to see you, mate. Uh, 
Gary, the objective five years ago was to get to this point. A few bumps in the road with Jack going, Gerard, etc. But we are where we need to be right now. Was that Tony? Was that Tony's year that had that um, that five year plan? Yeah, it was Tony. It was like, no, I think he said going back too far. No, I think he said it was a ten year thing. I don't know. He came in twenty. He came in 2016, 17. Yeah, so a bit too. Yeah, a bit too soon on that one. Uh, I remember him having one though. Um, Rachel, whatever happens, it's been a great season since Emery comes in. It is looking bright for the future. Um, Chris, did anyone notice Emery name check concept for England today? I didn't. I I, I must say I, I read all the um, I read kind of the quotes, but I didn't see hear see him mention Conser. Uh, no, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Conser declares himself for Portugal. I don't even think he's been even being mentioned for Portugal either. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. But I think if he would have said, if he says like, you know, his agent makes some, makes some grumblings, because he's he, yeah, he was England under twenty one, wasn't he? So he was England under twenty one. Yeah. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it doesn't. You're not. You're not fussed anyway. Are you really? So <laughs> by my accent, on, you think I'm fussed? Kev about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you may as well be talking to a walk. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly. Adamski says 6 a.m. Um, we're the cruelest fan channel out there. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate, for getting you up this early. Um, Adamski, where about in Australia just... you're from? I used to live there for four years, so. Yeah, let us know, mate. Yeah, when, um, Lisa, just putting it out there. I called this game and situation two months ago. A wish list wish. There you go, mate. Well, hopefully you called the win against Brighton. Let's hope. Mm. Um, Mark says oh, my clacker will be twitching like a rabbit's nose on Sunday, nice. and and Rachel says I uh, I think Conter should declare elsewhere. I think he can play for a few countries. Um, Is Ireland one Byron of Bay? I do know Byron Bay. It's only about an hour away from the Gold Coast. I uh, done a bit of skydiving out by Byron Bay for my 16th birthday. Absolutely fantastic view of the beaches yeah. when you're doing a bit of skydiving. Yeah, yeah. There said Duncan, yeah, agrees with Portugal. Mm. And Gary said, hope everyone has their lucky underpants or whatever on Sunday. Yeah, mm. we're cr- cr- crossing everything, mate. Right. Here's a man of positivity. We're going to win 8 0 with a Leon Bailey hat trick. Aren't we, Kev? Um, he's going to score all eight, mate. That's what he's going to do, Leon. <laughs> Cheers, that's really positive thinking. Leon's going to cross it into the box and then he's going to run in, head it in himself every time. So, yeah. Um, why um, Why is this? I feel like I'm on an episode of Martin's Global Travels every time I, I see Martin at the moment. I know like, he's been, he speaks Turkish. Does he speak Australian as well? He speaks Australian. He speaks they Australian speak as English. well. Yeah. Well, I speak <laughs> oh, thanks for clarifying that, Mark. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Australia, right? The eyes very backwards in Australia. So I've lived there a few years and I thought it was really good, mate. How long did you live there for, Mark? Uh, four years. I done me secondary school over there. Jesus, Martin, you are a global man of the world, he aren't is. you? Yeah, I am. I've done a six months in ours. I've been I went to Byron, Byron Bay, good spot, but um, not quite four years. Felt well done. No. It was when, remember when the recession was really bad? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 And Australia didn't have it. My dad got offered a job and we all went. 
What an absolute life. If any of the, um, the, the, the watchers, any of the viewers have got any questions about the, the globe, whether either me, Mark, or Rich have, Rich have been there, then just ping them in on the chat, guys, and we'll uh, we're happy to have your answer. See if you can think of the most um, unique place any of us have been place. to. Yeah, yeah. Mo yeah, most obscure place, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah buddy, buddy wants in. Buddy wants in on the conversation. Oh, I'll tell you what's happened here. I'll, I'll come back in a sec. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's probably wondering if I'm a dog whisperer now or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You speak dog. You speak dog speak as well, dog, don't yeah. you? Yeah, 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 you definitely speak. Dogs. Locked. Locked. Um, Kev, we were just we were just talking around. You know, we haven't got into Brighton or anything yet. We were just talking basically about how this week has dragged, and you know that the, the kind of excitement mixed with anxiety. How are you feeling about about like the, the general week and just wanting this game to get here? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I really, I mean, I know I'd sort of say sometimes in the in the, in the pods that. I'm quite, I'm all right if we get eighth. I, I just think I'd accept it because of the fact that, you know, it's um I don't think it would derail us too much in terms of what we want to do. The season we've had has been unbelievable. I mean, we're second in the league under Emery, and we're talking, we're not talking like it's we're second in the league after the last five games. We're talking, what is it like 25 games, something like that, you know, whatever, 30 games seemingly. So it's um it's an unbelievable position. The players and the the, the, the whole squad, the management, the club. I've just been absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. These are coming in there. Stop popping them up, Rich, because Martin can't handle it. Um, so He actually lived in Trinidad Tobago for did, a year and a half. Did he really? In a gaff year there or something, I bet you. Really? Really? No, I didn't, no. Really? Never. <laughs> Never been. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, I, I just think it means a lot to the club, doesn't it? You know, to, to get European football... When, when you consider the season that Brighton have had, it's just been absolutely incredible. The football they play, they're an envy of the, of the world, really, at the moment. And then you've got, obviously, Man United, Liverpool, uh, Arsenal. I kind of forget. Normally, it's like, normally it's Chelsea. They're in there as well. Arsenal, obviously, Man, Man City. And you've got these teams that are the established, massive clubs. And then you've got Brighton, who've been unbelievable. And then Villa, we're the next one. And we were absolute dog turd, weren't we, for for the first nine or ten games so yeah it's been it's been amazing and to, to cap it off with a european qualification would just be sensational yeah 100 percent. um you talk about brighton so we, we'll get into kind of talking about the opposition you know you touched there kev about how they've had a, a, an amazing season played some brilliant football you know they, they, they're going to be they're going to be tough opposition aren't they yeah yeah abs absolutely i mean i think we've seen um some fantastic performances from from them when we thought they were already maybe switching off when obviously they got absolutely pummeled by Everton. I think we all thought, right, that's it now, the wheels are falling off. And then they came on the back of that and beat Arsenal so convincingly. Um, played, obviously, obviously played great the other night, didn't they, against, against City, you know, in terms of... I know Man City made a few changes, but, you know, not many teams are doing that. Um, and all season, they've been really good. Funny enough, though, I I, I think I always think Brighton is one of those teams who seem to have done pretty well up with over the years. I'm sure you're bringing the stats. Yeah, right? yeah, we'll get the stats up. We will get the stats up. But yeah, but, yeah. you know, I remember. I remember. You know, there was the um, that game early on. I think in Gerard's era, where Watkins kind of cut in, didn't he, from a great? I think it was Ashley Young ball and did what he doesn't normally do, which is kind of smash on him from the edge of the box. Hmm. There was Danny Ings brace, obviously. Um, which you know, who, and who knows how valuable those those points that Danny Ings got us, you know, the um, the draw against Wolves when he got the equaliser. 
Um, and obviously the three points against, against Brighton will, will mean for the end of the season. So the bonus three million we're going to get by West Ham staying up and maybe those for bonus four points might be good. But, you know, we seem to have done all right with them. There's obviously that famous game where um, I think Target scored in the last minute when I think, I think it was yeah. Dunk Hedder, um, Grealish got one over the line. Um, so I, th- I always feel like we've done pretty well against them, but Brighton could turn anybody over on the day. So and maybe we'll be a bit nervous. I'd like to think, we'll, you know, Uno have a plan, but just, you know, this is, it means something, this, doesn't it? It means something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Martin, you, you kind of fearful of Brent, of, of Brighton and how well, how well they're playing and what they're, you know, what type of team they'll put out because they've, they've rested players. Um, and it hasn't, I mean, I know they got beat off Newcastle, but it hasn't mattered too much with who they've brought in because, you know, this Encisco starting score, scoring goals, he's got a wonderful goal on, on Wednesday night. Evan mm. Ferguson's come in and out of the team. Welbeck still kind of playing well. McAllister's been on the bench a couple of times, then come on. Like, it doesn't really matter who they're bringing in at the moment. They're still kind of playing the same quality football. Yeah, it obviously just goes to show the confidence is flowing within the whole squad, not just, you know, the starting 11 that's on the pitch. And they're just playing brilliant. And what a goal by Isco. That was a screamer. Top, that you couldn't get more top corner than that. You really couldn't. Even some of the Man City fans were just clapping to that goal. Like, you just, you just have to appreciate it. But, yeah, but like I said, Brighton are a, a squad beaming with confidence you know, over getting Europe and, you know, they definitely still rest players for us, I think, because it's pretty much guaranteed. So they want to give some more game times to different people. But at the same time, I wouldn't expect an easy run, even if them rest the players are on the bench because everyone's just being with a confidence at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're going to be, they were going to be a good side. I've mentioned a couple of players, Kev, you know, McAllister and Cisco. Uh, Mitoma's one who springs to mind, but you know, are those the main players that we've got to worry about, or any others that you've kind of stuck out to you? You're on you. I feel like it's 2020 all over again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think they've got they've got great players across the park. You think about some of the players that I've not played lately. Um, obviously, Lalana has been injured, and he started the season off. You know, what quite a player he is. Solly March has probably been as good as anyone for them this season. Obviously, he's been injured lately. And then they, you know, they bring in other players that you know one's really heard of. You know, they've got the um obviously NC Scare you mentioned, who's such a young, young guy, and he's done fantastic. Um, I think that Ferguson looks like he's gonna be an absolute superstar as a striker. I think he's gonna be brilliant. I think we spoke about him briefly before, Mark, because obviously, um, yeah, I think you live where he he's from, I think it was our island, and maybe for a couple of couple of months around around all your jaunts. Um They've got Welbeck's done really well, I think, in this, you know, when maybe we all thought he's, uh, his goose was cooked, you know, and he's, you know, he's, what, 32, 33, he's done really well. The, the centre-halves are brilliant. I just think, you know, Matoma, McAllister, Gross has been great. I mean, I'm, a couple of goals he scored. Yeah, he's got the most goals or something this season. Like, he's just banging in the goals. Uh, Gross. And we forgot about Caicedo as well. Moses Caicedo is linked with everybody, isn't he, in terms of the big clubs, so... Mm. Yeah, I just that they are the absolute epitome of what good recruitment is because some of the fees are paid pay for some of those players. It's almost a little bit like what Leicester did. 
you know, when they were getting the players, you know, they get like likes of Mares and 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 Golo Kante in for next to nothing really. When you look at what the likes of Chelsea have spent, or you know, Man United have spent 165 million on two wingers, that I don't think they're getting the Brighton's team. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very, very, very true. <laughs> that's very true. You're getting um, I, yeah, sorry, I was just looking on Twitter to see because one of the one of the lads in the, one of the other groups has said Asensio incoming, but I can't see anything where it's a definite or anything like that. So yeah, we'll we'll wait we'll wait and see on that. I was just looking to see if Villa had announced anything, but but definitely yeah. not. Um few comments coming in. Uh, CC uh, is joining us. I veer from com- being confident, excited about the game to being incredibly nervous as Brighton is such a dynamic team. I think you summed up everyone's thoughts there in, in one perfectly. <laughs> Gary says, I've lived in Chernobyl for 10 years, now I have three legs and two heads. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I didn't live there. You definitely haven't lived there, have you? Um, Gary, 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 I thought that three legs rumor was uh, was a, was a vicious rumor about you. <laughs> it's not like on a podcast, guys. <laughs> he went in as a villa and he came out as a blue nose. I heard Chernobyl fall off. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Very, very good. Try, try, try podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Gary said, Brighton aren't coming for a jolly up. They will be tough. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Eddie says, do you live in a church, Kev? Um, I mean, some of the stuff that happens in this house is definitely not. not <laughs> in fairness, it looks like it looks like a class. Yeah, it's high, very like... nice high high scenes. If you had a stained glass at the back there, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my um my, my landlord's clearly got good taste. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, Duncan said we're Brighton's bogey team. Yeah, I think you've. We'll go through some of the stats as well. Um, Matt, we'll come to your comment there about teams in a second. Dale says, sorry, mate, I'm late, lads. Been sorting the kids out while the missus out on the drink. No problem. It'll be me come Sunday, so all is good. Absolutely, mate. Thank you for joining us. We're having a, a I'm having a little beer here, you know, just to just to calm the nerves, you know, just to calm the nerves. I got, I got a peppermint. I think I will, I think I will be short. Nice, <laughs> cup, nice cup of tea. Peppermint tea. Um, peppermint tea. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Damsky, what's he saying? At least with Brighton, they will sell or lose players every season and won't be a threat to any places higher than sixth. You never know. You know, sometimes they can, if they keep hold of a couple, then they can build around those. Yeah. Um, Alan's on JD Honey. Very nice. Well, Very nice. speaking of the whiskeys, just for Alan, what do you want, lads? <laughs> Look at that. Very nice. I'll have them. Do you drink it while you've got the motorcycle helmet on as well? Well, no, that's that's my dad. That's the Holy Grail. Don't even think about going near there. <laughs> drink, is drink it, included. Don't, don't even look at it. You look at it, you're dead. Is that is that is that a bottle from every location you've lived in? Yeah, it no. must be. It must be. It must be. <laughs> well, funny enough, he actually has got a whiskey, a, a Japanese whiskey. Nice, nice. So. Um. Just, just on on Villa then, um, and you talked about kind of. Emery's having having plans, Kev. How would how would you approach it if you were Emery? I mean, I just think he's got to do what he what he's done all the way through, really. Which is which is you know go go for it hard at home, which is what he's always done. You know, a fast start, get out the team, see if we can get ourselves. You know, like we did against Man United, like against against Newcastle, just get at them. I think I think that's really really important. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there'll be any nerves? In, with the players, Martin, or do you think 
like like Kev says, we'll, we will just go at them from from the off. Do there be natural nerves, of course, from the lads? Uh, but I, I agree with Kev that they will go at them from the off. They have everything to play for, and I don't think the lads would want to start off slow. They want to put their foot on the gas from minute one, be on top. Get an early goal, settle them nerves really well. Um, so I'd be in agreement, Kev. I don't think the lads will want to start slow. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, CC has said, uh, we're going to have to match them for energy, focus, intensity, and the 12th man will be incredibly important. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, a couple more. Uh, only small team who made it stick in the Premier is Chelsea. Brighton will fall away next two years. That's sad to say. Um, Rage said the crowd needs to keep the positivity going, even if the game isn't going well or other results aren't going our way. That's mm. important, isn't it, um, Martin? The crowd, you know, we've got a. The atmosphere was really good um, for the Tottenham game. There was a couple of quieter moments, but generally brilliant. And when we got that second goal, the atmosphere was it was was incredible. Um, but it's really important, you know. I know that they've put through some things where they can greet the team bus. There's, there's there's all sorts of things going on around the ground before the game just to increase the atmosphere. I think B6, Project B6 are doing some flags and stuff. We've we, we've got to really create a, a, a positive but intimidating atmosphere for, for the opposition, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Literally, from the moment you wake up, all you should be thinking about is Villa Park, Aston Villa, European football. When you get to the place, be loud. Be loud, chant every song under a song, even if you've lost your voice, even try. You know, I have we have to make Villa Park a fortress on Sunday. Brighton are not gonna enjoy themselves. That is the one thing we need to do. Tottenham game, I was watching it, the atmosphere looked class, you're right. Some nervy moments, but that's natural in the game, you know, that's in the heat of the moment, so you can't really control that. But we've really got to, you know, put the foot down on Brighton. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Gary heard the club want the fans there for three so they can be there to cheer the lads off the coach. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, Michael, it's three o'clock. Uh, the, the coach gets there. Um, yeah. Eddie, I'll save your question for Kev when he pops back. CC, throwing them off their rhythm will be key. It'll be interesting to see if they pressure our playing out from the back the way they did with Man City. Yeah, and I, I've, we've gone a little bit longer, haven't we? Like, you know, we did that a bit against Newcastle and it worked. We did that a bit against Liverpool and it worked. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd hope that I'd hope that Emery's got a, got a tactic in play to to try and get around that if we if they do press us quite high. Well, yeah, when you think about it, he done it already. In the Amex, you know, where he was able to shut Brighton off from all them runs in behind. And, you know, we just dropped back that little bit further. And mind you, that team that was playing, there was no Alex Moreno then. There was no, you know, you know, Danny Ings was still about. He scored twice. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like that was a different team then as it was to it is now. So he... Of course, Emery's going to have a, a philosophy that he wants to use against Brighton and one that I'm confident in getting the three points because he's done it before with a team that basically wasn't his team just yet. 
as to now, it is his team. So um, I'm confident in what Emery will want to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby says, big up, gents, and everyone in the chat. Um, big up to you, mate. Thank you for joining Hell us. Yeah, Bobby. Um, Adamski said the Claret and Blue streamers were a good touch the other week. Yeah, and I think I think they've like I said, I think they've got flags planned for this one, so it should be a really good atmosphere. Um, everyone, where's everyone drinking pre-game? Get in the chat for Dale. Um, unfortunately, myself and Martin won't be there. Kev, uh, you'll you'll be with children, so won't be. Yeah, uh, probably won't be drinking. Unfortunately, um, he'll sneak so one. He'll sneak one or two in. I have a feeling he will. <laughs> I'll have a cheeky, um, cheeky, cheeky shandy, I think. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of shandies. Gary says, don't forget Brighton squad are young and they may not like an intimidating atmosphere at Villa Park. Exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Michael says, just one thing to add, please keep off the pitch at full time. A few yeah. people agree with that. I think that's important. I've seen Villa put that get, up as well, didn't they? The result, yeah, because yeah, they, they they're going to do a lap of appreciation anyway. So, yeah, it would be just, just, just good to keep it, just mm. to keep it on, you know. Um, I'll, I'll, keep everyone yeah. in the stands and celebrate in the stands. I really like how they said basically, if you go on the pitch, we're not going to um, we're not going to do the lap of appreciation. It was like like when you say to the kids, if you if you do that again, you won't get an ice cream. Like it was exactly. Make comparison. Yeah, make sure you be out. It's my life, um, Cal Paul. Sorry, I had to dip, nip out. Not myself. I'm not addicted to Cal Paul. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, look the the. the um, the fans, quite rightly, are going to be excited if we qualify for Europe. But it's not like we've won the bloody Champions League. It's a team like Aston Villa finishing in, I know, in I know. the edges of Europe. Look, it means a hell of a lot based on where we've been. It's not that long ago. I think it was the anniversary, maybe today, of when we lost to Fulham in the in the playoff final. I think it might have been today or maybe today or yesterday. At some point in the last year, right? Yeah. Um, and that what a turning point that was for us. We didn't know it at the time. You know, obviously, mm. but Dr. Dr. Tony and his, his magic emojis, um, what an absolute bumbaclar he was. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's a technical term as well, I think. And if, um, if, even, if we'd have, even if we'd have gone up, I st- you know, that's one of those sliding doors moments, isn't it? If we'd have gone up, we'd have probably been ruined anyway. Do you know what's great as well? Have you ever seen that? Um, it's like quite a, a sort of stoic sort of like, um, clip that goes around saying... Um, how like you don't never know in the situation in life that you're in whether it's good or bad luck and it's, it's some like old story about this some guy and his his son breaks his leg and everyone's going oh my god it's terrible luck and then a war breaks out and he can't go to war and like, oh my god that's in that fantastic look and then so the son goes to war meets the love of his life isn't that brilliant look and then she dies and it's like the point is you never know what you're in and whether it's going to be good or bad for you and we at the time with that you know fulham you know tom kearney they were our burger team for a bit we lost look at us now what are we yeah. five five years later and we are a proper club? You've got mentioned in the chat, Rachel Daly winning. I mean, this is of that team which was monopolized by three or four clubs. So that league, the WSL, we've got the Aston Villa player, winning player of the season. And she could also get the get the brace of golden boot if she gets a few few in the next game, in the last game, um, which is fantastic. We've got the the mighty Villa boys finally, not 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 being the whipping boys, not losing at home to Wigan and the Palace, but you know, going on an unbelievable run away from home, you know, early in the season. I think Watkins breaking consecutive records. Were, oh, Villa Park's a fortress now. When was the last mm. time Villa Park was like this? Even under, under O'Neill, we were better away than we were at home, generally. You know, so yeah. I, I look at where we are now and just think, you know what, it's it's absolutely magnificent. But don't go on the pitch if we get to your, I believe. Sorry, your conference <laughs> league. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, we'll go through, uh, we'll get your teams up, your predicted lineups up in a second. Um, just a quick, again, just a quick reminder, guys, please hit that like button. I've just checked. We've got over 50 watching and we've only got 14 likes. So please smash the like button. We've got to get up to, you know, can we get to over 50 likes on the show tonight? And we are 18 subscribers away from 1,500. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. Help us get to 1,500. If you want to support us even more and become a member of the channel, uh, just for $1.99 a month, less than a third of the cost of a pint, um, hit the link that's pinned at the top of the chat or the cash, uh, the dollar sign in, in the chat as well, or the join button on our channel and follow the instructions from there. And if you want to send us a super chat to help donate to the channel, then then it is more more than appreciated. Um, so yeah, um, teams, predicted lineups, let's let's get into it. First, first of all, though, obviously part of the press conference, there wasn't too much news from Emery, but Martin, um, Alex Moreno is out for you know, potentially going to miss the start of the, the, the start of next season. He's had surgery on a, on a really bad hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're likely to take three months and he's going to have to build his fitness up. So might not be fit for the, for the start of next season, which is a big blow. Yeah, it really is a race against the time for him. Uh, I was kind of hoping it wasn't going to be a case of him getting surgery. I was just thinking it might be just a slight pull of the hamstring that you know we might recover from in a few weeks but unfortunately it's inevitably worse than what it is and he's had to get surgery which is a shame and you know i like to wish him all the best and a speedy recovery and that he comes back stronger than what he is i've no doubt that he will probably so i i really am hopeful for him that he's back in full fitness uh whenever whenever that is yeah yeah 100 um so kev we'll get your team up first obviously with the news that um moreno isn't playing i i don't know if dean luca dean had a slight knock last saturday but obviously presuming he's fit i don't think emery mentioned anything about him but yeah talk us through your your team v brighton that's my thought process really because it hasn't been said that dean is out then i'm assuming that he's going to get through and be able to play um on Moreno by the way just quickly I do I always worry about when it when it's a bad hamstring injury you know from something that looked quite innocuous you need to need surgery normally hamstring injuries don't need surgery do they so you think about obviously like when Michael Owen's career just went off a cliff you know when he had his yeah. hamstrings went. Mm. and when you're an explosive player which Moreno is you know he's, he, he drops his shoulder he goes outside the full outside the fullback crazy thinking a fullback he's going outside the fullback cons- consistently is he going to lose a bit of pace? So we'll see what happens with that. But so it's a straight swap for me for Dina, for um, for Moreno. I think the back four stays the same. Um, obviously, the you know our two absolute rocks centre half, uh, our World Cup winning, Golden Glove winning. Uh, not everyone's cup of tea. Martinez behind him. Matty Cash, I think we're back in at right back. I think he did pretty well. I mean, it's a shame maybe for Young last game, but um, I think I think Cash did pretty well the other day. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then I think the only other thing for me really is, as it has, probably has been all season, is it going to be Buendia, Bailey, um, Coutinho when he's fit? You know, who's going to be that 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 support player? But I think Bailey wasn't particularly great uh, in the last game, so yeah, Buendia I think will, will come back in. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
uh get, get in the comments what you what changes you would make guys um, and I'll, I'll read them all out as well uh, martin your team is the same, the same. <laughs> the same. great minds think alike my god uh, we, we, we've, we've both been to bar and bay we've both drunk a guinness and we've both got the same team this is uncanny mark uncanny yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm not having Wendy. i'm not having him are you having instead then bailey who you have Oh, I'm come on. I'm on Bailey oh, on the side. He's, no, he's better at no, home. No, he's better no, at home. Again. He, he, set up, he set up the goal against Spurs. Um, he's he's better at the fast starts. When I, I don't know if you've seen that compilation that um, I don't know, someone on Twitter put put in about, you know, the run that we've been on. You know, yeah, the home it. games, Bailey's either set up or scored in low, like loads of those games in Emery's run. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Bailey didn't have a; he wasn't really involved against Liverpool. Was, was had to do a lot of defending, but Wendy was terrible when he came on. Yeah, terrible. Do, like do, I, th- I think you make a good point around Bailey in that. Yeah, has actually done better at home. Um, I, do you know what? Each week for me, Bailey, Wendy, whatever. Like I don't think it makes yeah. makes a yeah. massive amount of difference. But um, yeah, you're probably right. I think based on that, I think Bailey, yeah. Bailey may, may well yeah. get a nice. Um, got a shout out, Dale. Amazing. Becoming of become a member. Yes, Dale. Welcome. You're a, and he's not just done that either. Follower. You've not just done that, but you've given us a super chat or super stick for 9 99 mate. Thanks, Absolutely mate. amazing. Thank you so much. Um, much appreciated, mate. Can't thank you enough. Um, amazing stuff, mate. Thank you so much. Um, good man. Gary says Bailey is due. Yeah. Uh, Drew a good game, I hope not. Not Drew. Uh, um, Adamski says uh, surgery sounds so bad, but just keyhole to remove little bits of human leg. Wow. CC, I agree with the team. Set MEB. I think Bailey will be in. Um, Duncan says Dini and Brendia in for me. Um, Brendia in for sure says um, Bailey. Uh, Dale says have a drink on me, Kev. Get the kids some. There you go, mate. Loving it. Um, as long as they don't take his leg off, yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, yeah, he said, Get the kids some ice cream. Not <laughs> nice one, nice one. Thank you, Dale. Much appreciated, man. Good man, Dale. Good much man, much appreciated. appreciated. And Eddie's giving us a like, big up. Thank you, mate. Much appreciated. And there, Cece said, I agree. Bailey hasn't been delivering, but he has it in him to rise to the occasion. Emmy just hasn't been on it lately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say, I think, I think, I think we we need what 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 pace and dynam- dynamism Bailey has. It, it, certainly, the first forty five minutes, I think we need to harness that, and then we could maybe bring in Emmy Buendia on. But yeah, hmm. I do, I do think, I do think that you know Kamara in there will add add a lot of calmness to the team. It'll allow Louise to get a bit further forward, and. Um, and just and and yeah, just help us be a little bit more settled. I did want to ask though, what what are your thoughts on Watkins? Do you think do you think we might see a what like a, a final hurrah from Watkins for this season? Like, do you think he'd be back on form? Do you think he'll want to really, you know, get you know, after missing the penalty on Saturday? Do you think he'll want to put that right on on Sunday, boys? Well, he needs yeah. he needs a goal, doesn't he, to get to break his best ever in the Premier League to get 15. The last Villa player to get 15 in the league was in the Premier League. Oh, Christian Benteke. 
So it's been a few years now, been a few years now. And yeah. um, he's had his chances, obviously, Mr. Panotti in the last game. Um, you know, he feels like he's, he's obviously dropped off in the last few weeks, which is a shame because I think we were mm. talking a, m- a month ago about whether we could get 20 goals, the one he was on, and, and feeling like he, he felt like he was on top of the world. And then it's, it's obviously just uh, just dropped off. But it'd be good for him to get 50, 15 goals. I think he's, you know, 20 is always seen as being, being obviously the, the, the big, big number to get to. But I think, you know, a lot of players might get themselves double figures to get 15 in between the two I think would be a would be a good good result yeah yeah any other players Martin that you're expecting big games from on Sunday Douglas Louise um Kamara Ramsey I, I think Ramsey might turn up to this one you know uh yeah I've really been impressed with him lately yeah I, I think he might turn up to this one I think one player that will definitely turn up will be Tyrone Mings. I think he's going to turn up big time for this one. He's going to want to be on it from the get-go. Although I know he's not the captain, but he is going to cement some leadership on that day, 100%. Mm. Do, do, yeah. do you know what I always love, love about when we play, play now? Is, is that to think these opposition teams, you know, you've got a World Cup winner in McAllister, you've got this absolutely amazing player in Caicedo and they think he must be thinking to themselves the night before a game oh shit we've got John McGinn tomorrow I know <laughs> I was just about to say that like he's just oh, yeah. he he's loves a, a good game against to play Brighton. against at the moment absolute nightmare to play against yeah yeah he, he, you know he, what? he is isn't it whether it's Dan Byrne size or whatever it might be like you you're having it you're having it John McGinn's are giving it to you yeah yeah He's gonna, he's gonna want to. He loves a good game against Brighton for some reason. Every game against Brighton, that lad just turns up. Mm. Yeah, Duncan says he's due a goal. Yeah. Uh, Dale mm. says McGinn needs to have a good game. He can run the game when he does. Matt saying Duran scores the winner, then goes live on Instagram like he always does. Oh, yeah. imagine it's a, bit, it's a bit mad, isn't he? He's a bit mad. I mean, I mean, he's, Dur- a, he's, a, he's a youngster compared to me and Kev, like much younger. So we, 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 I don't get all that. He's stuff. practically a youngster to me as well. Like. Exactly, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's saying yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's if you look at if you look at like the curses, right? Um, Villa generally don't seem to win the last game of the season, you know, too much, and he hasn't scored. All- he has, he's made a number of appearances off the bench. I think a lot of substitution it's like appearances. like 12, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he hasn't mm. scored yet. He's hit the bar with an absolute rasp, rasper, hasn't he? Um, but um, do you imagine the scenes? 92nd minute, it's 1-1. Spurs get himself, Harry Kane get, you know, gets a, a penalty that should never have been given to get themselves up and down the middle of the pitch, taking on all comers. John Duran smashes one in the top corner. Imagine the scenes, limbs everywhere. Got, there might be people on the pitch then. <laughs> yeah, they, they think it's all over. They think yeah. it's all it's all over for, for the for the players uh walk around walk around the pitch. It is now. Um we um we are due a goal from John and it'd be great to see him get a goal. So uh, it'd be nice for us to be three or four on a look for him to get a goal, you know, to, to put the item on the cake. Yeah. But well that that's the that's the thing, like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if we do get off to a fast start and get two or three up, you know, dreamland stuff, then I don't care what team you are. Brighton are already qualified. They're already finishing sixth. Like, do they do they really push for it? You know, like it's it's one of those, mm. isn't it? Like you could t- even tell on on um, Wednesday night when they, you know, the first half was a real game. The second half was just you know just a bit yeah. of a preseason affair, really. So you just hope that we do push on and get that get get off that great start. And mm. no team wants to lose, but if you get them into that losing position. 
No, they're not gonna. They're not gonna put the bodies on the line to get the win. I don't care who you are. I really hope that their levels are just a little bit off for all the reasons we've discussed, and I really hope that we keep our standards as high as they have been under Emery most almost every game, but particularly at home. I think that you know it's the mark of a good team, a quality outfit to get the win when they need to get the win. And Villa, I think, have generally yeah. done that in in recent seasons. And when you go back to the, obviously the um, all of the games in this run we've been on, when we've needed to get a result against Liverpool, when we needed to, you know, we're going to need to beat Chelsea, need to beat, beat beat Spurs away, all that, you know, mm-hmm. beating Man United at home. But even going back to you know the, the, the playoff games, you know, against, against the Baggies, going back to the West Ham game where we needed to get get a result on the last day of the season, I think we've been pretty good at doing that. When the chips have been down, a lot of these players have, are still from that time when we got eight points in the last four games to stay up under Dean Smith, to have something to play for on the last day, get day of the season, that isn't promotion to the Premier League, as big as that is, isn't staying up by the skin of your teeth, but is this is proper like top end of the table stuff, isn't it? You know, qualifying for Europe. Mm-hmm. And it, and some of these players have seen great times, you know, in recent, recent you know, we've obviously we've got our World Cup winning goalkeeper we've discussed. McGinn's had great form for Scotland and has qualified for, for major tournaments. You know, you've got Louise winning our Player of the Season award. Buendia's off to play for Argentina. Cashy's played for Poland. So you've you've got a lot of good signs throughout the squad to do it. Something like this for your club, it's you get into the next level, aren't you, as a footballer? And that and that puts you into yeah. the stratosphere. You know, so yeah, I just I just I just, I think we'll have a bit too much for them. I think we'll want it a bit too much because you know those 50-50 balls might become a you know a forty-eight fifty-two ball, you know, or a 55-45 ball, and then. <laughs> You know, we 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 want we 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 want the, we want this we want this win, and I don't think there's been many situations in Emery when we've needed to we wanted to win that we haven't won. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I yeah, you know, I think I do think I think if if we do get off, I think CC's mentioned it here. He does think that the edge will be off Brighton, but we'll only succeed if we play with the intensity. And I think we could we could beat it out of them almost. Do you know what I mean? Like we mm. could really do that. It's it's just about us, just about us kind of starting the right way. Um, so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Alan, I agree. Get get liking everyone. Well, let's let's get into some stats, um, and then we'll we'll cover some other villain news. Get your questions in. We like to do a little bit of random questions. I'm sure we'll talk relegation battle as well. I've seen um, I've seen Dale's comments about relegation uh, battle, so we'll talk that, and then we'll get score predictions to to finish off. So, yeah, just while I'm sharing my screen, don't forget, guys, hit that like button and um, yes, yeah, subscribe if you're new. Um, so, um, let's have a look at the stats, the head-to-head stats. So we've played seven times in the Premier League, um, as you say, Kev um, Brighton of beat us once um, I think that was in lockdown wasn't it? I remember Welbeck scoring a decent goal um, we've beaten them four times we've had two draws <clears throat> we've won twice at home and twice away and as you say Premier League we've done we've done pretty well um, beat them earlier on this season 2-1 beat them last season 2-0 um, out, away and also at home 2-0 and then a 0-0 draw uh, in lockdown season uh, and um, they beat us 2-1 and then Prior to that, I think you were right, Kev. We drew with them one-one. I remember Grealish scoring a great goal oh, away what from a home. Strike that was. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then obviously we beat them two-one with a last-minute match target goal. So, yeah, some some good wins against them. Um, recent form, 
Very similar. Very similar. Um, well, actually, the, pretty much the same. Well, the same, but just slightly different order. So we yeah. obviously got a draw against Liverpool um, and we've beat Spurs, lost two in a row against Wolves and Man United and beat Fulham. Um, and they had a draw and a win. Uh, drew against Man City, beat Southampton, lost against Newcastle, beat Arsenal and lost against Everton. One thing to point out here is they do concede goals once they've, you know, once they've conceded, obviously five against Everton, four against Newcastle. So they've conceded 11 goals in the last five games. Villa have only conceded, what's that, one, two, three, four in the last five games. So, you know, once they, they, they have, they do make mistakes. They do leave holes at the back. So something that we can certainly exploit. Um, and obviously looking at the season so far, um, they do create, they do score goals. So there's, you know, almost two per game. Villa only 1.32, but the goals conceded is slightly higher than us. Same clean sheets. Um, they do create a lot of chances. Uh, but, you know, we've been very similar across the, across the season, boys. So there's not going to be much in it. Uh, and yeah. I keep saying it and we keep saying it, but if we start the right way and we get at them early, we can definitely get a good result. Huh. And, and let's not forget as well, like since Emery, I alluded to earlier, we're better than Brighton. We are over different ideas. They've played, you know, probably better football. They've, played a, you know, they've been in a situation where they've been, been quite easy on the eye, haven't they? But we are, we've been getting the result consistently. So at home, packed house, you know, I've said every single time we've talked about stats and Emery, I don't really care about previous seasons. I wouldn't care if him a bit in a 7-0 in the last game. You know, look at the Newcastle game, perfect example, we get battered 4-0. And then it, we could, it could have been the same result. You know, we beat him 3 and it could have been way more. So I think with yeah. Emery, we're just, a, we're just a different prospect, aren't we? We're just, it, it's totally irrelevant what's happened before. But we have also seemed to have had, Brighton seemed one of those teams in the Premier League that in the last few years we have, we have got, got good results against. Yeah. Yeah, um, there is a question here that I will come to straight away before uh, before the end because we we talked about him earlier. Brett's asked, "Is Duran a complete flop? He's not even had a shot on goal, even an assist. This is really poor." Um, um, uh, my my, th- so, so I'll come to you in a second. Mark. My thoughts are, and I think a lot of people are saying, you know, it's quite too early to judge, and he's only nineteen and stuff like that. I think the problem is he hasn't really had a start. And he's generally been brought on when we've either been behind or we're trying to hang on to something. So if you take like last week, for example, against Liverpool, he's literally just brought on to try and just chase down defenders. He's not been brought on to kind of win a game for us or or, or kind of we're on the ascendancy. He's literally just brought on because Watkins is tired and and we need someone to, to run around. So he's feeding off scraps. If, I think if he'd have had a couple of starts in a row, then we might be able to judge him a little bit more. But hmm. I don't know what you boys think, Martin. I know you were going to say something there. Yeah, I'd be in agreement with Rachel saying there that you know it's a bit too soon to judge. I I think it is way too soon to judge. You know, like like you said, he's only been getting like five ten minutes here or there. I don't think I've actually seen him get like a good half an hour, twenty five minutes. So, like, I wouldn't call somebody a flop. You have to remember, he's still 19, getting used to the system. He's moved away from his family. You know, all these things play into factor. So, yeah, 
yeah, I think it's way too soon to judge. I wouldn't be calling him a flop. He probably needs a good preseason under his belt to get some confidence up, some welcoming from the lads. So, yeah, way too soon to judge for me. What do you think, Kev? Um, he might he might be a flop. I mean, I think um, we can't. You know, we, we, it's just too soon to tell. But I think I think you make some some good points, lads. I think you know that you're absolutely right, Rich. He hasn't had. Uh, a start and you know it's difficult to have always that amount of impact when either you are brought on to just either you know just chase after long balls whatever I mean his touch is a bit all over the shop and he has been brushed off the ball as someone said earlier more than you might think someone of his size might be but then he's also done he has also done some some quite nifty bits of skill and he's you know he's shown he has got definitely some ability he's very raw he's come straight obviously from, from from the MLS and it'd be interesting to see what happens with a bit of coaching. I wouldn't be surprised to see him out on loan next season and to see Cameron Archer take his place in the squad. You know, mm, he's probably yeah. a bit, bit more assured and maybe able to impact the game a bit more. But I think there's definitely a player in there. I mean, I think he looks better than, better than Wesley ever did. You know, from, from, my, from, from, from my, my position, I, I, I've always thought Wesley was, from the start, I just thought he didn't have the right kind of runs. He just, his instincts looked off. Um so the, you know, I mean, I think he was he could hold the ball up, whatever. But I don't think he ever looked like he was gonna gonna cut it out. So he would be cut out for it in the Premier League. Duran, a lot. I like his swagger. I like his style. He's great with the mascot before the game, but he's got to put the ball in it. Hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I think someone made a fair point about you know uh, where's Brighton? Yeah. Gary says, "Look at look at the lads at Brian. Only teenagers and looking like world beaters already. So, yeah, you know there is there is a case there. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Kev. I think a lone move or, or whatever, a full preseason, and we can see what he's like. He certainly has some attributes that we that we need. Um, so we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah. So let's let's get into. We'll, we'll get we'll get um we'll get predictions in shortly." Uh, I just want to see what we've starred here. So I did want to focus a little bit. I know Michael's made a, had a little comment before about the women's team. So I wanted to focus on them a little bit as well. Um, mm. Obviously, really good season, finishing fifth. They've got Man... They've, is it Arsenal they've got on, on Sunday, last game of the season? Um, yeah. But, you know, Rachel Daly, wonderful season. Uh, getting players player, Barclays player, players player of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, could get the golden boot. I know, Kev, you both been to games this season. I mean, what progress for the women's team? It's just, it's just incredible, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely tremendous. Where, where they come from, you know, recent seasons, fighting relegation. This team have been. I mean, they're they're, they're a proper 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 side. You know, I am. Um, you know, I've not really seen too much women women's football. In you know, I, look, I took the kids to. Um, to the women's Euros first game, and you know, like I'm sure, like a lot of people watch watch the uh, the recent success of the England women's team, but some of the quality of football is, is fantastic. You know that that squad, Kirsty Hansen's been an absolute revelation. She's been brilliant. Um, Mas Pacheco has been fantastic. I think Layman's had some great moments as well. Um, obviously, Kenza 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 Darley's been brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah Hampton's been great across the team. You know, there have been some really really good good performances. But Rach Daly's just been absolutely tremendous you know a left back becoming top scorer in the league um and we're, we're talking about the teams like you know like arsenal like man united like man city like chelsea who are i've got established global names in, in women's football and she's 
she's the best best of the pile as, as voted for by our fellow professionals. Um, mm. It's just been, it's been brilliant. Obviously, there was a great run in the FA Cup. They did did pretty well also in the, in the Conti Cup. Obviously, the, the League Cup competition. I think the success coming up. I think a, a couple of good signings. There's a few players been released. Yeah, I, I was think, just about to say that. Yeah. A few players released. Obviously, you know freeing up the wage bill or, or kind of freeing up the numbers in the squad. So I would expect a couple of players coming in, but I do think it's going to be difficult to keep, you know, a Kenza Dali or uh, one or two others. I think they've lost their really highly rated, um, one of their highly rated younger players. A, a, a name forget uh, escapes me. No, yeah. no, she's, she's gone today, but there's another one. Is it uh, Rorisha Little John, was it? May, is it? Maybe. I'm not sure, but she's gone to Man United. Um, she went the other day. Um, so there's going to be some. I, I, I think one or two will go. Um, uh, it, it was, it was, it was Evie Rab John. It was, it was, yeah, it was Evie. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, Rachel said there, I think Daly has a year or two years on the contracts. It's the other players, Hanson and Patton, leaving, which we need to replace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. um, so you know, I know they sign them generally on one and two year contracts, so. Villa finishing fifth probably means they, they can kind of cream off the top of the the likes of Everton or Liverpool or one or two of the other teams that are slightly lower and maybe, again, get one or two of the players that are kind of surplus yeah. to requirements at the likes of Man City or or uh, or Man United, you know, like they've done this season. So mm. it's going to be, I think it's going to be tough for them to get into that top four, but certainly, you know, to keep getting the crowds, if they keep, you know the money coming in, then then they'll obviously be able to increase their budget and go after better players. Yeah. yeah, I think one player that they would really need to keep would be Hannah Hampton because her distribution is unreal. Like remember, Kevin, we went to the Villa Man City game, yeah. and she was her passing ability was just second to none. Like every yeah. time, pinging the ball on that Man City's right side on all day and she just got it to the player's feet perfectly every single time and we're able to switch it to her side as well really good with her feet she really is and good shot stopper as well you know so i think that she'd be one key player that villa will need to keep a hold of i'm surprised emery hasn't had a hat on the bench so far he likes to keep her on the bench doesn't he? She's yeah a, yeah he does yeah he does and he likes <laughs> he likes he likes to keep with, with good uh good distribution so she's she's absolutely actually a perfect for perfect for emery if uh you know, if, if she's getting snapped up by Man United ladies, maybe Aston Villa men can, can, can get her instead. But um, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Her her kicking at the time when actually Martin was here for now to play all the time was um was fantastic. It, 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 we've said it a lot on, on, the, on this channel, but yeah, for the club, where the club is right now, we've really got to take stock of, of what a great job everybody's done. And, and you have got to enjoy it, which is why I'm a little bit like, you know, let's not go on the pitch, as we mentioned earlier. But if you can't enjoy these moments, we've had plenty of bleak moments as a team. As a club, you know, in, in in even fairly recent years, we've been starved of success. To have a, a women's team, we can be proud of a men's team to be proud of a, a youth system to be proud of. You know, some of the things we we do off the pitch as well. There was obviously that fantastic video of obviously that 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 girl who I think was um was was deaf and I think she had a disability and obviously Tyra Mings was there and she was she was his mascot and what an unbelievable mm. character if anyone hasn't seen that video that Villa put out on oh, their channel it's amazing yeah it's unbelievable. I, I, I had a tear in both of my eyes it's not I'm not crying you're crying um it's yeah. just wonderful <laughs> it, but that's the kind of thing that the club are doing you know and I noticed the whole price is going up season tickets and I'm sure the kits will be exorbitant but that's the price of being being a big club competing but I, I like to think we're not going to lose our heart 
Um, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a massive, massive, massive name, aren't we, Aston Villa? And we now need the success to, to match that name. Yeah, definitely. Um, bit of transfer news uh, or transfer chat, boys. Um, I did a body more bulletin the other day, talked around Manuel Ugarte, um, Harvey Barnes, and now Marco Asensio uh, is doing the rounds. Now, it looks like one or two of these uh, sort of foreign players are using or their agents are using Villa as a little bit of bait because um, Agati looks like he's in talks with PSG, and now it looks like Asensio's in talks with PSG. Um, we're not, we're not going to sign any of those players, are we? Like, let's face it, probably not. When the big boys come knocking, yeah, it's a bit like Joe Felix. Remember that? You know, when, <laughs> when he was first mentioned, and we were all like, "Oh my God, we're getting Felix, we're getting Felix, we're getting <laughs> Felix." Everyone losing their mind on Twitter. Ten minutes later, Man United been talking. That's it. Fella Twitter went silent. Yeah, yeah, it's it just it's just wishful thinking at the moment. I mean, not even Newcastle could get them, and I know obviously they've got Champions League football to talk about. It's you know the, the, these lads, these players, Villa, Newcastle aren't even on their radar. You know, it's more likely they go to a Chelsea, even though Chelsea haven't got anything you know anything like anywhere near European football. But it's, it's just it's the, the way it, it works. It's the money and it's the reputation. Like they haven't really heard of us, um, which is which is which is the thing I do think, I do think Harvey Barnes has got, has got uh, legs on, in the room though. I think that is one that we could do. And yeah, you know, what do you boys think about a Harvey Barnes coming in? I'd love him. I yeah. would 100% take him in, but this 50 million pound price tag that's being mentioned. Uh, if Leicester go down, let's be honest, we're not paying 50 million pounds. Uh, like he's, really shining in a poor team mm. i think that's something really hard to do for a player you know 12 goals one assist you know was an inverted winger he, he really is good he's an upgrade on bailey in my opinion and a lot of people are saying oh, oh i wouldn't take him i wouldn't take him oh, he's he's upgrade on the wingers that we have mate he's scored 12 he's goals this season i mean he will be frustrating there is no doubt about it because leicester fans get frustrated with him and the, you know wingers are that what we do yeah. in this country is we look at if a winger a winger will try and beat their fullback every time or you know every time we'll look at the four out of five times that they don't beat them instead of looking at the one out of five times that they do and we score a goal that always used to be the problem with Joe Cole you know as in, for England we used to look at the four times that he made that he tried a through ball and it didn't come off and we wouldn't look at the one time that he did and someone scored that's that's what happens with players like that. So he's gonna frustrate us. That that's just a fact. But if you look at his consistency, his level in the Premier League, then it's a no-brainer. He's got he's got just over uh, a one in four goals per game record in the Premier League, and that yeah. is for 140 odd games. He's he's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it really is. He's got 34 goals in 145 games. What's that? 120, 140. You know, he's, he's, he's close to it, basically. You know, he's close to it. And I, th I think that is that is fantastic. That really is. Um, 25 it, as well. I think people saying, not sure about Harvey Barnes. I've actually thought that myself a bit lately. And I've had to sort of check myself and go, I don't care who you are. If you were De Bruyne playing in that Leicester team, your confidence would be shot. You, you would just not not be feeling it because everyone around you. You look at the, the, the body language. I mean, Telemans looks like he's never played football before at the moment on the pitch. Uh, you know, Madison's all over the shop. I mean, there's errors, errors galore. 
so I, I don't I don't think you know I don't think we can forget what an explosive player he's been in this in this league, and I think he would be a clear upgrade. And you, you're absolutely right; like, it's a much more realistic signing for someone coming from a team that are getting relegated. Um, probably like a Ward Prowse if you're going to go for someone like him. I'm not sure we get in our team though. I'm honest. Nah, I don't like him. Never liked him. Yeah, but you I, know, I, that, I love, I mean, I not love that I have anything to do with the signings, but he doesn't. He's just a come typical, on now, Rich. You, he's a typical English academy, a typical English academy midfielder. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything other than set pieces. He doesn't do anything else well. He's not particularly fast. He's a McAfee's worth. He's a McAfee's worth dream. The set piece specialist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but look, you know, if you, I don't know, for me, like if you're making a career out of hitting a dead ball, it's just. There's more to the game than that. For it's me. not. It's not just that. Like that's. This is what I don't get about. You know, when some people go, oh, he's just free kicks, but he doesn't do so anything. Well, he doesn't do anything else well. He doesn't do anything I else well. I think yeah, he's but... got. I think he's got good good work rate. But I'm not you mean. He's not particularly quick. <laughs> work <strong>. rate. <laughs> no, I know you mean. But... <laughs> the fact that's a that he's so good requirement. At... That is a minimum mm. requirement. Yeah, but the fact that he's so good at free kicks, it takes away of how good a footballer he is. I compare it to Beckham. He was so good at free kicks and had no, this superstardom of like celebrities and all that. I'm but not having it. Took it took away from how it. good of a footballer he not actually is. You, you can't convince me. Not, I don't like. I, I, I don't like typical English academy centre midfielders. Never have. Never will. Don't like them. Isn't Jacob Ramsey centre midfielder? He's not a typical English academy <laughs> one. He run, he's brilliant at running with the ball. He's got know, he's got yeah. a little bit of ability about him. Like isn't he isn't he yeah. Premier League Academy graduate winner though? He is. He is. Yeah, he he is. is. Um just, yeah. just 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 back to the other point about transfers. It, it's very unlikely we get players that are as highly rated as Ugarty and you know a, 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 and the likes, right? And Asensio and all these players have been linked with us. It's very unlikely, but then I look at what we've done in recent seasons. I think the Dina signing was a big one for me because we, we all thought when he became available with his former Everton, he could have gone to yeah. anybody, really. And we got him. Coutinho, maybe he was a little bit the Gerard link, but we still attracted player like Coutinho to the club. We did. We've got Martinez, who's, you know, I'm still expecting us to sign Rodrigo de Paul and, and Lionel Messi. You know, the, there, there is clearly a different vibe about... <laughs> I'm not really expecting to sign Messi, right? <laughs> There's... There's a different vibe about Villa. We, we yeah. don't have probably the, the levels of funds we can spend in accordance with the FFP rules. But if you've got a budget of, I talk about 150 million plus topped up by player sales, I don't think there's as much shopping that's needed to be done as I thought there was needed to be done. So that gives you a bit of reassurance if you keep some of your players around. And who's to say we couldn't convince one of these players to come and join us. Oh, U- mate, Unai, I, I Unai Emery yeah. is is, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is is a massive draw. I, I I don't I don't disagree. It's just that there's a reason why these players are being touted around and Villa's name is getting mentioned. And if you go online, you'll see Liverpool's name mentioned. You'll see Newcastle's name mentioned. It's literally their agent just tossing in a bit of bait and seeing who 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 bites on it. So look, mm-hmm. we can't read too much into it, but I do think the Barnes one is one to. To look at, I mean, people saying in Barnes on loan with an option to buy, says Adamski. Uh, mm. Kerry's saying two million and Olsen. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> drive him down as well for you. That must um, be the Chernobyl brain. Yeah, CC saying we need to buy smart as we aren't going to for the league. We're going for top six. Alan says um, take Barnes all day. CC again, I like Barnes. Would love to see how he would improve under Emery. Um, what else have we got? Rachel doesn't really want Barnes. I do hear how good he is against anyone other than Villa. Can, can, I, I, can, I, can I just say something ridiculous now? I'm sorry, I'm just thinking it the other day. Why can't we go for the league? 
we're second behind Man City this season. We're the best to have everybody over 30 games. Like, wh- wh- why? Wh- why not? Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure at the start of the season, every, every team wants wants to go and win, try and win the league. Of I course, mean, they it's do. But wildly unlikely, of course, because yeah. you've got all these big. But I'm just saying, we, we've had a consistency of performance, two points a game, and maybe not league, maybe Champions League. But my point is, why can't we? Have, why can't our aspirations with this manager be based on what we've done over since the start of November? Be Let's do it. Man City are head and shoulders. They're going to win the league for the next 50 years, probably. But you get, I mean, are, are we now, are we Are we behind? Do any of you think we're behind a, a Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea by as much of a chasm that couldn't be made up with a couple of good signings this summer? I don't know. I don't know um, if you are. No, I think, I think they're obviously going to improve next se- for next season. I'd, oh, wait. Like, so it just, dip- I know we are, but we're also going to be, which I'll come to the next question. Um, we're also going to be contending with Europe for the first time in 12 years, so that's going to have an impact. Um, maybe, maybe that maybe that will have an impact. Maybe that'll um, be a silver line and a finishing eighth. Maybe you know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But you, you you know you've got um, you've got Chelsea aren't going to be where they are this season. Like Arsenal are going to try and push on. Man United are going to push on. Liverpool are obviously not everybody can do can finish where they finish. Emery's got tactics for every game, but. You know, I think I think we'd be we'd be again be be lucky to be pushing for top six again next next season in in terms of a realistic ambition. I don't think Newcastle will potentially be where they are this season because again they're contending with Champions League football for the first time. You know, a lot of the time these big six once they like once they get their noses once they get a bit bruised that they, they they come back with a vengeance and. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think one. I think Europe will clearly look at what it's done to West Ham, Wolves, teams like that in recent years. I think it will clearly affect us. But I genuinely believe, like we could, we, we, our aspirations now, based on what we've done under a long time, with almost no recruitment other than Alex Moreno, we've got mm. players that we we all wrote these players off, and they've performed, they've produced the goods over what 25, 30 games now for Unai Emery, two points a game. You know, it's unbelievable. We've beat, we've beat, or you, we've beaten, we've beat Spurs away, tick Chelsea away, tick we beat Man United. We've um, we we won the second half against Man City, and that itself is worth enough. But yeah. you, you get my point that we've beaten teams we should be beating. We are we're not a pushover. Even the games we've lost, Wolves, we were probably the better team. Man United, it could have gone either way, really. You know, we maybe ran out of legs. Other than the Leicester game at home, there's not a, a performance I am hugely disappointed about under the entirety of the Emery reign. I love the enthusiasm. I love the enthusiasm. But if we get off to a good start next season, then who knows? But I love the enthusiasm. But you know, every other every other supporters podcast is going to be saying exactly the same as us. Um, and obviously, someone's got to do it. But I mean, no one's going to beat Man City next season. So let's just you know, let's just <laughs> we're going to have to wait a good two or three years yet. No, no one's going to beat Man City again. Okay, when I say maybe 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 win the league, I mean. Okay, probably get a bit a bit ahead of my stations here, but I mean, being those top 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 teams going forward. Yeah, I hope so. Going forward, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I just don't look at us looking at a Spurs now, or a Liverpool now, or a Chelsea now, and I have I have no fear. I have mm. no fear. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. As long as we strengthen the areas that we need straight. If the owners don't back him for whatever reason, and we we haven't got an upgrade on, a, you know, and this will be a great talking point for a pod, probably for another time, you know, but. But what's staring us all in the face? Is there a better Watkins out there? Is there a better Buendia? Is there a better Bailey? 
Is there a better yeah, cash there's, cash there's be, or there's or there's players that put pressure on them. Um Adamski's saying them Emil Smith row incoming to rattle the to rattle the Gooners. Duncan says top four for sure. Michael saying he believes we can go for it. Alan says shoot for the stars and achieve the moon. Rachel says she'd put a bet on Newcastle or Chelsea next year. Um Chelsea and FFP issues, they'll need to sell loads first. CC league fourth is a bit too high only because we don't have the quality of players and next season there's a lot going on. We definitely go for every game. Um, Brett says this is the hardest league in world football in, in his opinion for us to even come in the top 10 is winning 80% of world football leagues. Michael agrees with you, Kev. We've got to have that mindset. Um, Chelsea a couple of years away says Gary. Yeah. Um, think only Arsenal have done the double on us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're only good while Emery stays, but should should uh, should be. Uh, Premiership is the Super League, yeah. Um, and Adam says, Rich is a Villa fan who's learnt to curb his expectations. Kev is the opposite with good reason. There we go. <laughs> this is why this is why we're a good, you know, this is why we're a good podcast. If I say so myself, because we have different views. People, we debate stuff, and we get your view. We get all your views coming on as well. Rich, um, Rich, Rich, you know, when you said actually, this is what all the other Villa podcasts are always saying, I literally jumped in and went, What having two of the main people on there disagreeing about the same point? I don't think that yeah. often exactly, so, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, Hero says Villa win the conference league and get in the Europa League. Look, West Ham could do it, so yeah, this is a great segue. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I think a few people were asked, I think a few people commented, like Nigel said. If we don't do it on Sunday, it could be the best thing after the end of the next season. No distractions next year yep. isn't the end of the world. I agree, I think It might have been, Gary says, can we expect a West Ham situation as maybe a Conference League win, but sacrifice league position? So, Martin, does, does you know, Conference League, does that affect our, our season next season? In a, yeah, in a I know. Negative, like, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I'm a bit 50-50 on it because, like, in one way, it can go really well that you're doing well in the league and you're doing well in the conference league with a manager like Gunnar Emery who knows how to win these European competitions. But at the same time, I wouldn't like to be in a situation where West Ham are in where they're doing really poor in the league and really well in Europe. I'd rather do well in the league than Europe because I think it's just Mm. so much harder to do well in the league with like 20 teams week in week out where in a european if if you don't do well all right fair enough as always next year but if you don't do well in europe and you don't do well in the league it's it affects the season a lot but i don't think i'd like to be in west ham situation yeah yeah what about you kev are you are you thinking that it, it inevitable? Like, are you thinking it's an inevitability that it affects our season next season if we get Conference League? And would you would you agree with Nigel on that in terms of, you know, maybe maybe it's a it's a potential blessing in disguise to, if we don't get it? Well, I've touched on this before, right? You know, I, I've said it a few times. I'm not, saying we're, I'm not saying we're going to do a Leicester, but if we don't have any European football with this manager and with this momentum. And with some good signings, who knows? I think that the chances of us having a, a, a top four push are massively, massively helped by not being in Europe. That goes without saying. Because I don't care who you are, you don't care how good your manager is. If you're if you're in the arse end of Europe on a Thursday night and you got a game on a Sunday lunchtime, like it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky for you. 
However, however, there are plenty of teams, if their squad is robust enough, that can equally compete in Europe and also, you know, push on for the league. It's all about a good squad is. And if Emery's serious and the owners are serious and they've got a backing to a point where we've got two good players in each position, then I do think, why not? Maybe it's not, you know, top four, top six and a European push. Unai loves Europe. He absolutely loves it. And I think if we're in any European competition with him as manager uh, on these one-off games, I think we've got a chance of, of going very, very far in, in, in the competition, particularly the standard opposition we're up against in, in the Conference League. So, you know, I, I think I think it's it's obviously clearly exciting times, but do you want to sacrifice the, the league position to have a European run? If you said to Villa fans, you can win the Conference League and finish 14th, I think we'd all probably take it. Because, you know, yeah, that's, that's, I, th- that's I think that's West Ham as well are kind of... I think they don't want the season to end almost because they're starting to really play well. You know, that Paqueta's looking good, man. Like, they're starting to play really well. So, yeah, I think that, you know, I think they've come through a sticky patch. And I think, yeah, they may be finished 12th or 13th in the end. And win the, if they win the Conference League, I mean, they're in Europa League next season. That opens up more players. You know, it's a great, it's a trophy. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. And I do think you have to take these opportunities when they come as well, because we can talk like, oh, yeah, you know, finishing eighth might be better. But like we've said, all these other teams will improve. It only takes a bit of a dodgy start. And, you know, <laughs> you know, and then we're, then we're back to square one. So I think you take it now, you That's push sad. for it now, you get the players in now. And I think I think lots of people have talked here about um, the young players. Um yeah, Gary says at least we can give the young ones a run in the Conference League. Um, and that that's for me, you know, Tim Eric Bonham, um, you know, Kane Kessler-Hayden, Cameron Archer, Aaron Ramsey. Um, so many, so many of the young players that have been out on loan. Uh, Lamar Bogard, there's talk of Finn Azaz. I know Plymouth want to sign him, but, you know, is, is, it, is it a spot for them to kind of stake a claim, particularly in kind of the earlier rounds, for them to kind of stake a claim and get games and then, if they're not getting in that first team or around the first team, they go out on loan in January. So, you know, that that's a that's something as well. Um, other people saying, yeah, Dale says, think we will be better suited to both, have a manager that is used to it, plus we will recruit better than West Ham. Rachel says, um, depends on how our transfer window goes. If we've got good squad depth, we should be okay. If not, it will be more of a West Ham season. Uh, Kazuro says, Unai Emery, the mastermind of Europa competition. Um, Michael St. Unai has a fire to take Villa to the top. Duncan said we have to build a squad that can do the league and the Euro. Um, Adamski is saying um, in pre-season, Emery will be looking hard at our better young players. If we make conference, it will make sense to use them instead of buying more players that we might need. Yeah, just just as I said there, Emery likes European football. Um, we need to buy players. We need to buy with the Premier League in mind foremost, then the conference, then the Cups. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think you know generally agreeing with with what we've said there. And Brett has said um, this is what he loves about this podcast: people disagree and no hate. Hmm. Look, we've all got an opinion. We all love the Villa, and that's that's brilliant, mate. And that's what we want. You know, we want to have good conversation, good discussion. Sometimes disagreeing, but that's that's what it's all about. At the end it's, of the day, we all, packed, we all love Villa. Villa fan. Absolutely. Exactly. And guys, next up, let's talk about Philip Schofield. No, 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 no. Move <laughs> Moving Kevin. swiftly on. Um, Kevin. Before we get the, your score predictions in, people. So start preparing your score predictions for Sunday. 
Um, obviously, it's it, this is, has a bearing on seventh position in the league, but we also have um, the relegation um, question mm. to decide. Everton in pole position at the moment, two points clear of Leeds and Leicester. Um, Everton on 33 points, Leeds and, Le- uh, Leeds and Leicester on 31. Everton have Bournemouth at home. Leeds have Spurs at home and Leicester have West Ham at home. Um, Martin, I'll come to you first. Is it going to be just a straightforward Everton win or is that just is that just too boring for this Premier League? I want to see Everton go down. <laughs> I think That's it's well over. That's because of your mate, Martin, isn't it? <laughs> just a little bit uh, but no I I think it's well overdue like remember when we were doing really bad for years and inevitably we all knew relegation was coming and when it finally came you know people were saying oh they were due this they deserved it everything's the same they're, I just think they're just due a relegation like it'd be boring for them to stay up I'd rather see Leeds win or Leicester win on the last day. Well, we definitely like to see gone. Leeds win. We would definitely like oh, to see Leeds win. Yeah, the 100%. question is, is, do Everton, do Bournemouth beat Everton? That's the question. Yeah, they do. So Ever- who, sta- who, stays up at, who stays up out of Leeds and, and Leicester then? If Everton get beat? Leeds. So Leeds beat Spurs. <laughs> It doesn't matter with Leicester's result, really. Well, because Leicester have to. Le- Leicester still have to lose or draw, don't they? The, the reason I say Leeds, Tottenham on the final day, are horrible. You've seen some past results. I just think Leeds will win. Well, I, I think I think Tottenham have given up already. I, I think they're not list. They're not listening to Mason. They like him, but they're not listening to him. No, Kane is kind of running that dressing room, but there's other players that aren't listening to him. You know, if you can't beat Brentford at home after going one nil up, you know, you're not you 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 you're struggling. You're struggling for the rest yeah. of the season to be. You're struggling for I, the last game. Yeah, I think it'll be Leeds. They'll stay up. Everton, Leicester, Southampton will be the three relegated from the Premier League. Three big names gone. That's a massive call. Massive call. Um, I'll come to you in a second, Kev. But I've got comments. Loads of comments coming in. Um, CC says hit those likes all so yeah agree with uh, do as, as CC says as well Michael says Everton to lose Gary says Leeds draw Everton draw Leicester win not a bad shout Duncan mm-hmm. says Leeds to survive Adamski says Everton have been dreary for ages and overspending Brett agrees with you Martin if we get 7th and get Europe with this squad we'll be around the bottom um, I think that was from your previous conversation. If Gov- Everton go down, they're done. Um, CC Bournemouth will be a tough to beat. I can see a draw. Michael says Leeds. Um, really random reviews is in the house. Evening, fellas. Join too late. No, we've still got time, mate. Don't worry. You're all right. Um, Gary says Leicester don't deserve it, but Leeds and Everton do for me. Um, Leeds to win, says CC. Uh, Adams says Leeds women could beat Spurs in the form Spurs are in. <laughs> Half the Spurs squad are off in the summer. Um, so, yeah, Kev, I see you shaking your head. It's a massive call. That There's some results that have to go that have to go right for Leeds to kind of survive. 
Uh, what are your well, What are your thoughts? I almost don't want to go and watch Villa Brighton because I want to be there when they're going and across to Ellen Road we go. You know when it's like there's goals going in and this is mm. a massive goal in the Premier League. Who scored it? You know that all of that like Jeff Sterling and giving it everything um, in the studio is that's the exciting thing because in these games it's going to be coming through from the side of the pitch quite clearly. If if Leicester get an early goal or Leeds get an early penalty, whatever you know, it's gonna it's gonna filter through. Um, Bournemouth have lost the last three, and um, so they're not in particularly good recent form. And Everton are in decent form under Dyche. Certainly performances, if not necessarily. I mean, that they had that draw against Leicester, but they were the better team. They obviously battered Brighton. They got that last minute, um, obviously equalised the other day, which which was vital. Um, but I can't see them not winning against Bournemouth. I just can't at home. Calvert-Lewin's a big miss, and they are not great up front. But I think with the recent form of a McNeil, you know, I think the recent form, obviously, of the likes of, you know, Tarkovsky's been good, Anana's been good. They could probably play Damari Gray in that position, and I think they might probably have enough to get over the line. If they don't, if they only get a draw, I don't think confidence-wise, I could see Leicester beating West Ham. But West Ham players are probably going to have their eye on the, on the, the Conference League final. Yeah. And I can't see Leeds in the form they're in beating anybody, but Spurs are crap. <laughs> and they they probably can't be asked to even play the game at the weekend. So all of these games have got things that you wouldn't be surprised about any results. Yeah. Um, but I think if I had to pick one of the teams to get out of it, um I'm I'm gonna say Everton. I think they're gonna they're gonna win. They're gonna yeah. or if even even if they get a draw. Um, their goal it, difference. Well, if they get a draw, it's it's curtains, isn't it, for Leeds basically yeah. because they've got their goal difference is is, is they they'd have they'd have to beat Spurs probably three nil three maybe maybe four no they'd have to beat Spurs three nil I think and they've scored right. more goals. Um, if they get a draw, can I see Leicester beating West Ham? Oh, I don't know if I can see Leicester beating West Ham. Leicester they play better backs against the wall, but then Leicester at home. You know they got a good they got a good result. I, I can convince myself. Good result away at um, St James's first clean sheet in twenty odd games. Maybe a swan song for Vardy, Madison. Uh, maybe they could win. It's it's super exciting to have this this much going on though. It really is still on the last game of the season. Mm, well, last five games, Leeds have two points from their last five. Leicester have three points from their last five, and Everton have five points from their last five. I actually think all three will win. So obviously, obviously that means that Everton stay up. I do I mean, think that, all teams will win. I bet that'd be the first time that's happened this season, wouldn't it? If that happens, yeah, probably. Yeah, but I think I think they've all got winnable games for different reasons, as you've just said there, Kev. You yeah. know, Bournemouth are they really? I think Bournemouth are a bit of a bogey side for Everton. That's what people have been saying. But you know, are they really that fussed? They've lost the last three, like you said. Leicester, home to West Ham. Again, West Ham, are they going to really push? Although they can finish, uh, they could potentially finish above Chelsea. Um, so that might be a, might be a, an extra motivator for them. Um, and uh, and then Leeds obviously have to win regardless. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be really interesting. But, you know, we, we just have to do our job. And make sure we get make sure we get the win, and we're not relying on Leeds to do us a favour or Man Man City to do us a favour against Brentford because you know they're they're st- they're still in it. Um, quick question here uh, from Gary: Who comes up, Cov or Luton? Luton. Just, just one one word. 
Luton. I think I think they're. I mean, they obviously finished higher up in the league. They have had a fantastic. Set. I, do you know what really surprised me with Luton? I've not watched them too many times over the season, but how unbelievably physical and absolutely uh, at it they they were in that in that semi final. I just think they are a, a, a proper old school throwback side, and I just think they'll have too much physicality mm. for Cover. Cover a really good team, but. Um, the thought of walking up, you know, walking through someone's um, someone's living room, going into their to- going into their toilet and coming out on an away terrace um, is making me salivate. Sounds fantastic. All right, Susan, can I have a cup of tea, please, love? Cheers. <laughs> and then and then I, I, you go to watch the game. Um, I was so impressed with them in, in in the semi final. So impressed with them. That was an excellent one word answer there, Martin. One word: Carvalho Luton. Coventry. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, Kevin. I'm going to say Luton. Uh, Alan's saying Coventry, please. The, the reason I'm Coventry. The reason I'm going with Coventry is because it'd be back under um, ownership of Damsky. Um, sorry. It it'd be another like derby for Villa and Wolves. Like if you bring Luton into it, I'd like don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Luton come up as well. Someone new to the Premier League. Like a Brentford and a and a Brighton and a Bournemouth when they all came up the first time. It's a low, al- it's a low same... allocation again for away games, though, isn't it? Another one. Exactly, and it's also another typical London derby. Mm, mm. So, like, yeah. I want to see a Coventry come up because then it's another Midlands derby. Don't believe, don't believe Easy Jet. It's not a London derby. It's not a London derby. It's more of a derby for us. Well, it may be maybe between the two. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not. You know. I know they say London Luton, but really, like it's you know. Like yeah, it's quite far. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So finish off, lads. It's we've done an hour and a half. We've had sixty odd watching. Um, don't forget, guys, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It's a massive appreciation. We've had a new member join tonight in in Dale. If anybody else does want to become a member, hit that join button or hit the link at the top of the chat. Uh, or the dollar sign um, to follow the instructions. If you want to leave a super chat as well, then yeah, feel free. It's massively appreciate the support that we get on this channel is amazing. Get your score predictions in for uh, for Sunday. I've seen one or two come in. I've, I've starred those uh, already. Uh, Martin, I will come to you first, and then I'll read uh, I'll read the score predictions um, from the from the comments, and uh, then I'll get yours, Kev. So, Mark, what are you saying for Sunday? 2-0. Two. Who's scoring? Uh, Ollie Watkins. And Welbeck. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie Watkins, he loves a goal against Brighton. And I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for Matty Cashkill. Okay, he scored against Brighton before. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna go with that one. Okay, interesting. Uh, Paul AVFC 1874 said 3-0 up the Villa. Very confident there. Um, we've got Adamski 3-1 Villa. Duncan 3-0 Villa. Um, Alan 2-1 Villa. Rachel 1-0 Villa. A, tr- a tight one, early. trying to give as many positive vibes as possible. Dale saying 2-0 Villa, Watkins and Dina. Um, CC, I can't predict Sunday. Too nervous. Come on. Um, Gary saying we rock Brighton 2-1. I like that. Um, Kev? 
we can go on the positive vibes here. You He's know me. You He's know me. Um, I think Villa are going to win 4-3. <laughs> wow. Kev, what? Are you messing? Please tell me you're messing. 4-3, yeah. I think it's going to be an absolute humding of a game. They're going to be doing their free-flowing football. We're going to score a couple of goals. They're going to peg us back. We're going to get up to 3-2. Then they're going to bring Welbeck on. He's going to get a header. And then I honestly it, don't think my heart could take it. I know. It's going to be unbelievable. Like everyone's going to be on the pitch. Um, and the goal scorers are going to be um, John McGinn's going to score. Watkins is going to score. Um, Ashley Young's going to score. And the winner is going to be <laughs> scored by a, a Colombian uh, by the name of John Duran in the in the last five minutes. I thought you were going to say Juan Pablo Angel. It's going to run on him. There's only Juan Pablo Angel. <laughs> Um, really let, me, let me go. Get, let me go grab a, a glass of whiskey there, just for that. Yeah, Sunday. I know, mate. You'll need you'll need a bottle, and um, you need a bottle on Sunday. Uh, I'm not, not sure so confident, options. only because so much ride on it. But I back Emery and the boys under him two one Villa, CC. All right, all right, two one. Alan saying four three. What? Get um, ready, Alan. Get ready, Alan. Rachel won't survive that game either. <laughs> um, Gary was just about to say, "Don't go daft on the predictions, Kev." Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. Come <laughs> you on. know, you know Kev now. You know Kev by now. Come on. Come on. Um, I'm gonna say three one Villa. Um, I think we'll go two nil up. I think Watkins will score and I think Ramsey will score. Then they'll get back to two one. And I think uh who's gonna score the third? <sighs> I think Watkins will score. I think Watkins will score the winner. I think he'll get two. Wow. Nice, good, good. 3-1, Three, 3-1 one. Three, one Villa, and then we are off to the Europa Conference League. Um, lads, it's been emotional. Gary has said, what has he said? Are we back on Sunday? Yes, we will be back on Sunday. I'll also do a bite-sized preview show, which I'm sh- I'll, I'll get out, that out for tomorrow morning, so look out for that. Um, lads, let's just keep the positivity. Um can't wait for Sunday. Um, so much, so just what a season! What a season! If we can round it off, it'll just be the icing on the cake. Um, anything else you want to add, Kev? Bit of motivation for the lads. This is our moment now, fellas. Come on, come on. This is this. Is, you said it earlier, Rich. You know, this is what what it's all about. You know, it, sport, isn't it? And if that that team with how they've been in the last six seven months if they can't get us over the line i'll be absolutely staggered i'm really confident believe we'll win i mean i think it will be it will be a thriller as obviously as i've called a thriller at the villa but um i've got i've got faith faith in the team i've got faith in them and um you know this this could be the start of something very very special for us you know this season's been special uh, after an, an absolutely appalling start for us to beat here as you said many times he's absolutely amazing but to get Europe, what that means then for the next three, four, five years, um, yeah, it could be amazing. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, 100%. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching. We will be, like I said, back with a bite-sized preview. Back with a celebratory you. Don't forget, positivity all weekend, positivity throughout the game. And as always, remember, we all follow the villa. Thanks, everyone.